This is Paths to Product, a show about current product managers and how they transitioned into the role. I'm Pallavi Hukerker, and on the show today, we interview Elena Chen and learn how she went from getting her MBA at Stanford's Graduate School of Business to becoming a product manager at Google. Hi, Elena. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. Hi, Pallavi. Thanks for inviting me. Um, I've read some of your articles on Medium about getting into product management, and I thought that they were full of a lot of great advice. So I'm really excited to hear your insights on on the show today. Thank you. So I'd love to start off by just hearing uh, a little bit more about yourself and your background leading up to when you started uh, your role as a product manager. Yeah, sounds good. Um, so I graduated from Stanford GSB. Uh, it's MBA program last June. And then I started as a product manager at Google uh, under a product area called Google Play, uh, which is the Android app store. Um, if you're an iPhone user, the equivalent is app store. Um, so I'm a product manager responsible for um, a loyalty program that Google Play recently launched in the US. Check it out if you haven't. <laughs> awesome. And can you tell me a bit about what you were doing maybe before you started your MBA at Stanford? Yeah, for sure. I did my undergrad in Hong Kong. My undergrad major was economics and finance, um, so not tech at all. So I kind of catch up on the tech knowledge after I um, came to Stanford. Um, before uh, GSB, I was an uh, investment banker. Uh, funny enough, a lot of people can't believe that investment banker are actually transitioning into uh, the tech industry. Um, a lot of folks come and ask me, how did I do that? And I'm very like happy to share my experience with you today. Uh, so I was an investment banker in Hong Kong. I first worked at a bank called Credit Suisse, uh, and then later at JP Morgan, um, helping basically company go public or uh, do M&As uh, for about five years. Awesome. And was there sort of a turning point where you realized that you wanted to be a product manager? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, back in Hong Kong, product manager wasn't really a very uh, well-known path. And how I came across with product manager was probably going to date it back to my pre-MBA internship. So after um, I... Uh, left my job in investment banking, I was looking for uh, my next career path because investment banking is this very like professional service focused career path that's very remote or very different from the operating roles in uh, companies or like large or small. So I wasn't sure among all the functions and industries that I can choose from potentially after I graduated from MBA, which one was to me the best. So how I did um, the due diligence was I went to do an internship at a startup in, uh, back in China. And at the time, I was lucky enough to be the chief of staff to the CEO at the time. And I was in this unique position to work with the head of department of all different functions. Um, from engineering to products to marketing, BD, sales, finance, everything. 
And then that experience really helped me to understand what each function does. And through that process, I really like product because it's a nice blend of strategic thinking and attention to details and also like um, very quantitative engineering focused, but also very creative. So I feel it can use both sides of my muscles and brains. And that's what really hooked me up uh, with this job. And after I came to the US, I, especially in California and the Bay Area, I realized that product manager is actually a pretty solid career path. A lot of people are interested in it. I was actually very surprised by how competitive uh, the recruiting turned out to be. However, I already made that made up that mind, made, made up my mind to be a product manager before I came to the Bay Area. So I, I was like really telling myself that you should you should just keep up with it. You made up this like goals. You should really like stick to it. And then, so I just pulled it through and. Luckily, I did the transition after like two years of preparations and studies uh, and landed a job at Google. Awesome. And you mentioned that you were surprised a little bit by how competitive it was to get into product management. Was there anything once you became a product manager that surprised you about the role itself? Yeah, I think one very common misunderstanding about product manager job is people think that you need to super technical you, you need to be super technical uh, especially in google uh, it really focuses on your uh, technical backgrounds and as you can see like all the job descriptions says that you need to have a cs undergrad or at least an engineering undergrad and you need to have x years of product management experiences right uh, but in reality, when you uh, start the job, you realize that it's actually not that hard. and It doesn't really require you to be a software engineer to uh, be qualified for uh, a product manager. You can totally learn all the knowledges and gain the experiences um, through your job. So I would highly encourage folks who don't have a technical background but are very interested in product management to keep looking and then learn as much as you can. Uh, don't be scared away by those JDs that ask you to have like a CS undergrad because it's not true. You don't really need that much um, computer science background to do your job well. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and you mentioned that you are a product manager now at Google and I'd love to hear a little bit more about that experience. Uh, so just to kick us off, could you tell me maybe your favorite three things about working as a PM at Google? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Google is um, a company that's super cool. Um, I'm very glad to work for a company that has so many awesome products, like from Gmail, like everything like that you do, like um, Google search, Gmail, Maps, YouTube, um, G Suite, um, and including Google Play. Even though before coming here, I was an iPhone user. <laughs> uh, because I've been an Apple fan for a while. But just like looking at all the great products that we build, um, every Googler is super proud of being part of Google. We really uh, build great products for um, everybody. Um, so that's probably number one. And the second is um, I really like um, our team members and how supportive everyone is to each other. Um, 
and we have this culture of like more like I don't know just um, bottom up and um, people uh, can come up with all different kind of ideas and just run with it right so it's less of a top-down environment um, that's super cool and lastly I would just say like Google encourages um, its employee self-development all the time so we have all kinds of like benefits to uh, invest in ourselves both on a job and outside take different kind of courses uh, attend different kind of events that are pretty rare in on other companies um, so you feel like you're not just um, basically using up what you have learned in the past you're actually investing yourself back while you're on the job you feel you're learning constantly um, through your job and through other like educations that you can um, uh, get from Google. And I think that's something that everyone's talking about, uh, which is the learning opportunities in this company. That's great. It definitely sounds like a great place to work. So what I'd love to do now is transition uh, into talking about how you went from being in an MBA program to then becoming a product manager. So to start off, I'd love to hear about you know, how you found your time in your MBA program to be, and what were the like main transferable skills that you feel like you learned in your MBA that carried with you uh, to becoming a product manager? Yeah, there are multiple entry points for um, aspiring um, product managers. I see a lot of folks who come from MBAs and large companies like Google do have a dedicated hiring track for MBA candidates. Uh, we call it MBA product manager um, batch. And similarly, we also have the undergrad track, which is the um, associate product manager uh, track. So um, definitely MBA really um, is a great path for people who wanted to break into uh, product managers. Um, and I would say that from MBA, I really learned how to improve my uh, leadership skills. And believe it or not, PM um, in general is actually a really hard job. Um, you don't manage anybody, nobody reports to you, and you have this idea and people might or might not like it, right? And how do you really use your leadership skills and influence uh, to convince other people to work on your projects? And not only like because uh, your project can get them promoted or can get them like, increase their pay, but really believe in your ideas, right? Um, and you want to tell them the story, a product vision that it's uh, inspiring and exciting to people, right? And that always comes down to um, the leadership skills. Uh, you want to really leverage everybody's strengths and weaknesses, right? Uh, you understand each person, their motivations, and what they're good at, and really put the right positions on the team. And those are all the great learnings we got from the MBA programs that are pretty hard to learn <laughs> outside. Um, so I think that's probably one of the reasons why a lot of companies hire out of MBAs. Um, and in that personally, um, used a lot of my MBA time to learn some technical and hard skills. For example, how do you do user interviews, right? How do you uh, write PRDs? How do you do um, design mocks? 
Um, also, I took some CS classes uh, because I don't have a CS underwear, right? Uh, even though I said that you don't have to be a software engineer to do your job as a product manager, but it's always good to speak the engineering language, right? So that you feel more uh, credible to your engineers so that you can have a more meaningful conversation about the product um, technical feasibilities and the technical requirements. So I use a lot of my time to catch up on those knowledges and uh, I found it super helpful uh, with most of my job right now and also uh, during my recruiting process. That's great. And what you said earlier really resonates with me. I think one of the biggest challenges I'm finding of, of being a product manager is being able to lead without having any authority. Um, and so I think that's a, a really cool thing that you brought up. So what I'd like to talk about next then, and you mentioned a little bit about how some companies do have sort of MBA tracks for product manager roles. Is that sort of the primary thing that you were targeting when you were applying to PM roles? Or was there anything else you were able to do uh, that helped you pivot from your MBA to becoming a product manager? Yeah, so I would say that for career switchers, there are a few things that you need to um, be prepared for. Um, applying for different companies is definitely important because that's like how you get the job, right? That's like the top of the funnels. Um, but at the same time, in addition to targeting um, those MBA hires, it's also important to also explore other companies uh, that don't really label um, something called like MBA track, right? So they're pretty open to anybody who are interested uh, to become a product manager with some relevant understanding of a product or experiences in building products. So don't um, only focus on the MBA track, but really like be open-minded and try to talk to more people in different companies and see what they're looking for. But having said that, I think what's more important than just uh, applying for companies is to gain the knowledge and experiences of a product manager, even if you haven't got the job. Um, because for a lot of people uh, who were previous like students, undergrad students or MBA students, um, none of us have really become a product manager before, and we're all looking for our first product manager job. So how can you convince the interviewer or the company that you can do the job without, without having the job in the past, right? That probably comes down to showing some kind of credibility and data points for the company um, to believe that you are qualified for this job. And a lot of folks have tried different, like, um, creative um, ways to demonstrate that, including like doing some side projects, right? Um, nobody hires me, but it doesn't really prevent me from hiring myself as the owner of my own product. You can build your own website, right? You can demonstrate that, oh yeah, you know like how to coding, how to do codings. Uh, you can also demonstrate that you have some good design skills by designing your own websites, right? If your website is targeting some specific user needs and solve a user problems, that's also a great way um, to show that uh, you're like one step closer to your dream job. So that's one. And then a lot of folks also take like product management courses. And those courses, um, there's usually a component of like team projects where uh, a couple of students like collaborate and work on some kind of product or solve some kind of problems. And that's a great way to 
show that you know what you're doing. And lastly, probably the best way is to find the product management internship. Obviously, that's not that not easy either, but I think that's a great way to bridge into a full-time product manager um, uh, job. And I did that during my MBA uh, summer. So after my first year of the MBA program, we have this long summer break where folks uh, go on uh, to do internships. And I did an internship first at Ideal as a business designer. Um, that was also like a pretty cool job. And I learned uh, a lot of about design uh, through that 10 weeks. And then afterwards, I also did uh, a product manager internship uh, with an e-commerce startup in China. And that was really a wonderful, wonderful experience to learn the end-to-end product launch cycles um, and be able to speak the right languages in my full-time recruiting. Awesome. Those are all some really great pieces of advice. Um, one of the other things I wanted to talk to you about is challenges that you might have faced. So I know you were successful in making that transition and you talked about doing the internship as well. But were there any difficulties or obstacles you faced coming from an MBA background and trying to make that transition? Yeah, definitely. Um, for anybody who have ever interviewed for your first product manager job, you know that how hard and how competitive it is. Um, I've heard like so many stories where you apply for a hundred companies and got rejected by all, almost all of them, right? So that like, um, I don't know, that process is probably hard for most of the people. And then I've seen a lot of my classmates gave up halfway through um, because we're all MBAs and we don't have experiences in product. Um, and, although, and obviously product is not something that you can learn at school. Uh, there's no major called product management, but actually CMU now has this like cool master of master in product management or something like that uh, as the first PM uh, degree, as far as I know. But most schools don't have like a PM degree. Uh, it's not something that you can learn at schools. So you always run into this challenges of being rejected, and then you, how do you and and obviously like product manager is such a multidisciplinary um, and versatile jobs. It requires you to have like the strategy thinking as if you are a management consulting, uh, or you need to have the technical background as if you are a software engineer. And you also need to have the design skills as if you are like a UX designer, right? Nobody can be all of that. So it's always like feeling very intimidated by the PM interview questions and by how the recruiting process works. So definitely a lot of challenges, a lot of setbacks, a lot of tears. Um, but what I want to say is even though it's hard, uh, as long as you work hard enough and as long as you can like tackle them one by one, uh, eventually you will be able to um, get what you want. It's just a matter of time. Um, and there are definitely tips that I can share if people are interested. Um, but I'm thinking like the first thing I want to emphasize is really the belief that you can become a product manager, even if the process is really hard and um, you might lose hope in the middle. But as long as you keep working on it, uh, eventually 
you'll be able to land your dream job. That's awesome. I really appreciate you saying that. I'm sure there are probably listeners that are kind of going through uh, that challenge right now. And I remember when I was interviewing as well, uh, it's challenging, right? The interviews are are not necessarily the easiest thing and they do expect a lot from you. And sometimes it can be easy to be a little hard on yourself and get a little down. So I really appreciate the the positive sentiment. Um, and I think this is a great segue to what I wanted to talk about next, which is really how to prepare for interviews. Um, as I mentioned, I think you, you wrote some great content around that. And so I'd love to hear your top tips for preparing for product manager interviews. Yeah, I'm happy to share, given those are still pretty fresh. Uh, I finished my interview uh, two years ago, so I can still like remember <laughs> uh, how I did that. Um, so first of all, I would say that given that I mentioned, uh, there's a lot for you to learn. So definitely be patient about yourself, right? Um, and just be prepared to spend a lot of time learning all the different uh, domain areas that a PM needs to not necessarily masters, but at least have good knowledge um, about. So starting with maybe just the books and reading materials, I think it's always good to start with cracking the PM interview book. It's the orange, we sometimes call it Bible, <laughs> um, that everyone interviewing for Prada probably reads it. Um, and it's great content and you definitely want to read it multiple times. Um, I remember at MBAs, most of us only skimmed through our reading material from school. And then I remember this uh, MBA two, which is like, uh, who is a, a year above me, told us that, hey, for this book, don't skim through, please read it <laughs> and remember as much as you can from that book because it's so helpful. Um, so I would definitely recommend that and you should also start with it. Um, and the second thing I would probably recommend folks to do is to really start learning about day-to-day products outside of reading the books, right? So you can read a lot and you can try to memorize it, but it always comes down to how much product you have seen, you have studied, and you have played around with. And there is this famous interview question of what's your favorite product, right? And if you have, inter- if you have prepared for PM interviews, you would know that it's actually a pretty hard question to answer. Um, and everyone's trying to find their favorite product and talk about why you like it. And you probably wanted to like differentiate yourself from other people who are talking about similar products right? It's really spending time to study different kinds of products and pick the one that you like and then really dive deep into um, the user insights behind this product and the designs and how this product has evolved over time can really help you to start getting this feeling, the product feelings. It's like when you play piano, when you Um, try to learn swimming or riding a bike, you need that momentum. You need to have a feeling of something that can really help you with uh, getting up to speed uh, to to the interview preparations. So really look at as many products as you can. I would recommend probably like five to 10 different kinds of products that are very common in your life, like social media products, like Snapchat, like Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, right? 
And then you also want to look at like e-commerce products like Amazon um, and Etsy, like all kinds of different uh, pay, e eBay, uh, all kinds of like products that are so common in, in your life. And probably interviewers would just ask about those products in an interview and you wanted to definitely be prepared for those. So that's like the second thing I would do, just like look at like common products and super popular and, and a successful products and see why they're successful and try to come up with reasons why you like it. And uh, one thing I would say that a lot of folks didn't do well was just reading and self-studying. Um, for example, in my first, actually, like, I, I, I made the same mistake in my MBA one year. When I first started at MBA, I know I need to go through APM interviews. And I'm usually this person who likes reading a lot and just solving problems on my own. But for PM interviews, you definitely need to do a lot of mock interviews. So just think about it. For learning in general, you start with knowledge and then you gain the skills. And then skills requires practice. And when you prepare for PM interviews, it's not just the knowledge, which would come from the books and whatever self-study that you do. A lot of people didn't do the interview well was because they're not, um, they don't have enough skills where their skills is not like solid enough for them to come up with really uh, exciting ideas in an interview because they're so busy with just following the structure or trying to say something to follow up the time. Um, so I would say that a lot of people start mock interviews quite late in the process. I actually start mock interviews very intensively, actually in my second year of PM recruiting. And that was really late. <laughs> and I didn't have as much success in my first year as the second year. So I would say that it took me a year to understand that my interview is so important. I'm probably a slow learner. And I hope that after listening to this podcast, you would um, be faster in your learning process because you start your mock interviews earlier. And it's always very intimidating um, to do mock interviews because you would just like freeze, even if it was your friend. It's very awkward <laughs> not knowing what to say, right? Everybody goes through the same process. And the more mock interviews you do, the more confident you will gain and then the better you would do your mock interviews in the future. So don't be afraid of trying, try to get started as soon as you can. Um, that would definitely accelerate your learning and save your time. Yeah, that's all really great advice. One thing that I have found as a challenge for myself and some of the folks that I've talked to or prepared and, and mock interviewed with, and something you touched on earlier was coming up with creative ideas and in interviews. Um, maybe some folks are just naturally really creative and maybe that's not me or the folks I've talked to, um, but do you have any tips on how to come up with really creative out of the box ideas for people who may not think that they're the most creative thinkers? Yeah. Um... When I was at uh, Ideal, I remember reading this book written by Tom Kelly and David Kelly about creative confidence. Because um, as you just pointed out, a lot of folks don't believe that they're creative. They don't have the confidence of being creative, which sounds absurd, right? How can you, um, how can you lack confidence of believing yourself that you're creative? 
because everyone is actually really creative. When you go back to infant time, everyone is such a creative baby. Um, we're so curious, and we dream about like all sorts of crazy ideas and um, different like monsters that would scare everyone away. You know, it's just like everyone used to be so creative, and at one point we just stopped believing that we're creative. So first of all, I just wanted to say that um, there's no such thing that I'm not creative, where there's no such thing that I don't, I'm not creative anymore. Uh, you are creative, and you need to give yourself permission um, to be creative. Um, and you can totally do that. I can share more about how to come up with creative ideas in interviews, but I think you first need to believe that you can do it. Because otherwise, whenever you walk into an interview, there's always this inner voice that's saying, hey, you're not creative, you can't come up with creative ideas, and you'll be consumed <laughs> by that inner voice in an interview, and you will only focus on thinking about, I'm not creative enough, can I really come up with creative answers, right? So first of all, try to remove that noise as much as you can. Um, but coming back to some tips about like coming up with creative ideas, I would say that creative ideas are hard. Um, because you don't want your ideas to be too outlier. That's all, almost like crazy. So creative ideas wanted to be grounded in some technical feasibilities and really using insights uh, that makes sense. So that requires a lot of practice. Um, so, you, so, so it doesn't work like, oh, someone is creative so they can come up uh, with, with a bunch of creative ideas in the interview without having to practice that. Um, and also on the same side, uh, on the other side, if you don't believe you're creative, that's also nonsense. And after some practices, you can also come up with creative ideas, or at least some ideas that are interesting to interviewers, right? So it's really hard to define what is creative, what is not. But as long as your ideas are interesting, um, that is not like what everyone says, that's good enough. So in terms of like practicing, coming up with creative ideas, I would say that, first of all, tries to be um, familiar or tries to be really fluent with applying the structure to answer interview questions, right? For product design, there's like different kind of models that you can apply, similar as like favorite product questions or product strategy questions. There's always frameworks to help you structure answers. So do that first. So, so that can remove part of your brain, uh, mental bandwidth. Uh, so, so you can solely focus on, focus on coming up with good ideas. Um, and then in terms of coming up with good ideas, I think a lot of it comes from life experience. So that's why uh, at the beginning of the podcast, I talked so much about like you wanted to study different products. You wanted to research as many products as you can because those products you have seen really gives you the inspirations of uh, new product ideas that can be applied to solve different problems, right? So don't uh, expect that you can come up with like brilliant ideas and nobody have thought about. Most creative ideas comes from uh, features that solve a different problem and you just borrow the idea to this new problem space. Even though it's the same feature, 
but in reality, you're coming up with a creative idea because no one has solved the problem this way. So that's how I would say, just to summarize, first of all, believe that you are creative because we all were creative when we were like a baby. And then secondly, uh, really get yourself up to speed in the fundamentals, such as like apply, like fundamental skills in um, for PM interviews, like such as like applying the structures and really like making sure you can come up with some ideas first. And then study more product and try tries to um, keep an eye on some cool features that you've seen from other uh, products or other problem space and then you will be able to come up with creative ideas in your pm interviews when you're asked about like a new question or a new problem space that's how i would say i learned to be creative that's really great advice. Thanks so much for sharing. I definitely think I could be doing more to internalize that I am still creative. I don't know. As you mentioned, I think we all are as kids and I don't know what happens when we grow up, but I think for a lot of us, we feel like we've sort of lost it. And I think your point is really great that I don't think there's anything that makes a person creative or not creative, um, but we do need to believe in ourselves. So love that advice. Um, one of the things you mentioned earlier was cracking the PM interview. Obviously, like you said, pretty much the Bible for uh, aspiring PMs. But I'd love to hear if you had any other content recommendations, any other books or podcasts or articles um, or resources that, that helped you prepare. Yeah, um, I think one, um, one thing that a lot of folks actually don't really pay attention to was to study um, the tech industry and different um, product lines of the different tech companies. Um, there's a lot of resources for that, but I would say that in addition to just focusing on the interview itself, I think it's super important to learn, say for example, what are the large companies out there? What are the famous products each of those companies has built? And why were they successful? And how the industry landscape looks like these days in each of the verticals, for example, what about social media, e-commerce, uh, travels, um, cloud, like uh, team collaboration, all these like cool domains and what's going on there um, and who are the largest players and who were the largest players and how the changes happened. What are the cool upcoming trends in each of this market? And I think that was something that uh, I tried to spend time and learn. It's not as direct as just cracking the PM interviews, you know, but that would definitely uh, make you stand out among all the candidates out there because all of the other folks would probably just apply the framework uh, in a very dry way. But if you come in, right, and then you have so much to tell, you have so much insights to share, that would be super cool. And um, I can probably recommend some like, um, um, podcasts or uh, blogs that I constantly check out for those like industry trends or tech news. Um, definitely the first one is TechCrunch. Um, everyone reads it. I think now they have a subscription, paid subscriptions uh, that gated some of the good articles, but I think the free version would always give you quite a lot of insights. Um, so maybe start with that and if you feel it's worth your investments and you can try to like 
see if you wanted to invest in the paid subscriptions. So that's number one. At a time, I also like uh, really like listening to a podcast called Acquired. Uh, it was actually founded by another GSBer. Um, so maybe I'm selling my school a little bit, but it was super cool. Uh, it talks about like the tech IPOs and M&As and a lot of the industry landscapes. So I found it super helpful um, and actually pretty helpful for my interview as well. So these are the things, the two like sources I really recommend. And there are all, all these like different tech blogs that you can check out, like um, The Verge, like the Informations, Product Hunt is also a good one where you can check out like what are the new upcoming uh, apps that people build or different products that people uh, are building. So these are like what I would recommend. And obviously, and obviously you can always check out like company websites, right? There are so many um, good articles on company websites about their product, what they're trying to do, the press releases, and those are all very uh, useful sources um, of uh, reading materials. Yeah, I think those are all really uh, great content recommendations. I think you brought up a lot of really great resources. Um, and I, I think definitely agree with the idea of really understanding the market in addition to just having frameworks, because I think it helps add a lot more color to the interviews themselves. So you've given a ton of great advice so far. Um, and so what I want to do is really boil it down and say, you know, if you had to give maybe your top three pieces of advice for other people that are looking to go from setting an MBA to becoming a product manager, what would those three pieces of advice be? Yeah, three pieces of advice. Let me think. I would say the first one is always be really focused. Uh, PM interview uh, preparation takes a lot of time. As I said, like you want to be a software engineer and a management consultant and a designer at the same time because that's what the interview looks like, right? It covers every aspect of uh, the, product uh, the product development cycles. Um, and if you kind of like look for multiple career passes and job opportunities at the same time, you will stretch yourself really thin. So one piece of advice I always give folks who are looking, who are even considering product management is whether product management is something that you truly believe that you fit in. Right, if that's the case, I would recommend you focusing your energy as much as you can on preparing for PM interviews, because otherwise you wouldn't be as ready as some of your classmates who are very focused and dedicated in learning and um, sharpening their skills, right? But if you're kind of hesitant that, oh yeah, maybe PM, maybe not, then I will say that maybe don't like, try PM because it's a very big hurdle. If you only invest like a little bit of time in this path, it's not really going to get anything for you. So that's like my number one piece of advice to so just like think about what you really want. And if it's PM, really be focused. If it's not, then I wouldn't recommend folks trying like a little bit of PM because it doesn't really work that way. I think the second is definitely I want to iterate the mock interviews. Right, try to look for people who are trying to look for like who are at similar career stage as you. Either you have both like done a little bit of PM or none of you have done a PM. 
either works, but you just want to find people who are like you, and then you guys can work together on improving your interview skills. It just takes a lot of time and a lot of practices to get better. But as long as you work together and then give each other feedback uh, and really hold, hold each other accountable to the learnings, that can really get you a long way. And lastly, I would just say, um, don't ask for permission and try to be your own PM. There are so many ways that you can um, become a PM. You can do your side project, right? You can just build a website. You can build an app. You can find a software engineer friend who is interested in solving a similar problem as you, and you guys just can just hit it off and do something. And just like gain experiences outside of a job will really help you improving, will, will really help you increase the odds of landing a PM job because you always wanted to demonstrate that you have already started doing the job and you're not really uh, asking for like a role to learn, right? So you wanted to really practice and demonstrate that you have done similar jobs already so that when you come into the interviews, you can proudly tell the interviewer that these are the things you have already done and then you can totally like just plug in and get started and that's how you get an interviewer excited about you and then believe that you are the best candidate they can find. Awesome. That's all really, really great advice. So thank you so much. Um, it's been great kind of listening to how you made that transition and how you prepared. I think you had a ton of great advice. Um, and I think there's so much that you learn that you go, when you go through the process that it's always very interesting to hear uh, your reflection. And so the last question that I had for you today was if you could go back in time and tell yourself one thing when you were making that transition from MBA to product manager, what would it be? Mm, definitely the number one mistake I made was I didn't start my interview early enough. Um, in addition to that, I would always say, I think I already said it, but I think it's important to reiterate that don't give up uh, when you were turned down by another by another PM interviews. I remember I was actually pretty lucky for the first PM interview I've got. I went into the final round. Uh, I I thought that I was like so lucky and I was so close to getting the internship. Um, there almost and I almost felt that I got the job, but then I was told later that. I wasn't selected because they kind of had some concerns about like some of the things I said and I was so bummed and I always wanted to give up. I was like, huh, I was so close and it didn't work out. It feels something fundamental that I can't even change. I don't even know if I can become a PM in the future. So I kind of like, like questioning uh, my candidacies and whether I can really do the job. Um, I know it's really hard because like looking forward, it's so ambiguous it feels like you're working in the darkness but then looking backwards like me i can totally see um myself like giving up at that point and then i'll never be able to stand here and tell you that hey i'm like so happy to be a pm right um so just just stick with it uh it's gonna be really hard when you're like turned down like so many times but as long as you work hard enough, you can definitely do it. Yeah, that's really great advice. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to share your experiences with us today. I'm sure the listeners are going to find it all very useful. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule today. All right. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on This Path to Product, from MBA to Google PM. If you're looking to pivot to product management and want to suggest a transition to cover, or have transitioned into product management yourself and want to be featured, reach out to us at pathstoproduct.com. See you next week.